Good morning, everybody. It's good to be here. I'd rather be at church. And I'm actually going to... We're good. Okay. If I'd rather be in church. This is not position A, but I'm just thankful for technology this morning that I can talk to you. Again, I wish you were here with me, but uh, it is an awesome awesome morning, and, and, and this morning I'm going to continue, um, I'm going to continue the series on following God's will. And so far we've talked about rejoice always, we talked about pray always, we talked about give thanks always. This morning, as we continue, I'm going to talk about pursue sanctification always. And then over the next few weeks, we're going to continue this. Next week, we're going to talk about do good always. And today, I'm going to look at grace as being a journey. Grace as being a journey, not a destination, but a journey. And I've talked to you before and related this in this way to say that, you know, our, our different stages in our Christian life, I've related to legs of a journey. And this morning, I want to discuss that journey today. And the first leg that I want to talk to you about is the provenient grace. Provenient grace is the grace that God blesses us with before we even know that we need Him. He's already there. He's already ready to welcome us. And in this in our presence and walking with us before we even know that we need him or even before we accept his, his grace and accept him as our Savior. You see, God blesses us with his grace before we accept him. This is provenient grace. Provenient grace is happening even before we know we're on a journey. This provenient grace is the grace that God gives us before we ever take that first step before we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He puts inside of us this emphasis, this need for a Savior, that, that, that we know that there's a Savior. The Holy Spirit's already, we're surrounded by the Holy Spirit, even though He's not dwelling in us yet because we haven't accepted the Lord as our Savior. He's already placed in our heart the need for Him. And this morning's scripture, I'm going to read from Romans 8. I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that this is set in flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are not in the flesh cannot please God. But you who are in the flesh, you are 
But those who are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give you life to your mortal bodies also through the Spirit that dwells in you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, just thank you for, uh, for your prevenient grace. Lord, for loving us before we even before we even accepted as our Lord and Savior. When we're still hostile to you, Lord, you still love us. Lord, thank you for that grace. I pray that um, during this message you speak through me. In Jesus' name. Again, this provenient grace is the grace that God shows us, the love that God shows us before we even know that we need it. Romans 5, 8 says, Paul, assure, or Paul assures us, God shows his love for us because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While Jesus loves us so much that he died for us before we even knew he needed him, before he accepted his grace. Through provenient grace, God is with us and helps us realize that we need him. We serve a God who desires every person in the world to come into relationship with him. Every person, even those who are hostile against him, Christ desires them to come into relationship with him. You see, Paul writes in his first letter to Timothy, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all who are high in positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved to come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, Christ died for everyone. You can look yourself and you can look in the mirror and say, this is who Jesus died for. You can look at everybody you meet along the way. You can look in their eyes and say, Jesus died for you. Because even before we knew that we needed Christ died for us. That's sanctification. That is, or excuse me, that is, a, uh, that is a prevenient grace. That is the grace that Christ gives us and goes before us even become, before we uh, desire or have a relationship with him. That is prevenient grace. Also, prevenient grace, if you've accepted Christ, that prevenient grace is still there. If God's calling you to a ministry somewhere and gets you out of your comfort zone, I promise you, when you accept that call, Christ is already there. The love of God goes before you in everything that you do. That is provenient grace. But again, provenient grace lets us know that, hey, we are missing something in our life. There's something out there that, that we're missing that, that, that we can't be whole without. And that missing piece is a relationship with Jesus Christ. A relationship with Jesus Christ. So we realize that we can't do this on our own. You see, the second leg of the journey is justification or justifying grace. You see, during this leg of the journey, we realize we need God. We need God. And we're trying to fill that gap. And sometimes when we're not ready to accept Christ as our Savior, sometimes we fill that gap with other things that may not be good for us. We try to fill that, that emptiness with things, instead of just relying on uh, and, and becoming a Christian and relying on a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, the difference 
between Christianity and all other religions is all other religions, folks try to get to God. They try to find out a way to get to God through doing all sorts of things, all sorts of rituals. They want to get to God. But praise God in Christianity, we know that God came to us. God came to us in, in the flesh. And he still does through the Holy Spirit. He said this justifying grace happens the moment we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. You see, we realize we can't do it on our own. And Jesus explains to his disciples this in John 14, 6 and 7. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. For now on, you do, know, you do know him and have seen him. So the only way to be in a relationship with the Father is through Jesus Christ. That's what this step of the journey tells us. And this can happen many different ways. It could be an altar call. It could be a Bible study. It could be someone's living room. But we realize, hey, there's an emptiness in our life that we need to fill. And we realize that Jesus Christ is the only way to fill that. And it can be by a sinner's prayer. It can be by anything. It's called many different things. And it can happen in many different ways. For me, it was an altar call at the end of a revival in the fall of 1976. See, although I've been involved in church my whole life, this is when I came to understand that I needed Jesus Christ for myself. That we didn't make it in this world. I needed that relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, I understood that I was never going to make it on my own. And in Romans 5, 1, Paul writes, Therefore, since we're justified by faith, we have the peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, during our journey, we need Jesus because we need justification. We can't find that justification. We can't have that justification through anything else. Jesus is the only way to have that justification. Once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, praise God, it's not over yet. We receive our salvation, which is the most important thing that we can ever ask for, hope for, or pray for. We receive our, our salvation. But there's still a lot of time left. Eternity is a long time. Again, we've accepted Christ as our Savior, so we, we're going to be in a relationship with Him for. For eternity. But eternity don't start when we die. It actually starts right now. So God's left us with some instructions to do. Once we become Christians, there's things that we need to do. This is not the end of the journey. The journey's still continuing. And the next step in this journey takes a long time. And it's called sanctifying grace. Or sanctification. We need to always be pursuing sanctification. You see, as Christians, when we accept Christ as our Savior, we're set apart. We're called to be holy. In other words, we're called to be more like Jesus Christ. Although we're not perfect beings, Christ is. And through what he's done for us, we rely on his perfection. But each day of our life, we should strive to be more and more like Christ every day. You see, our grace moves beyond forgiveness and acceptance to a way of life. To be one of God's children. So people can look at us and know that there's something different about us. Once we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and we're trying to strive to be more like Him every day, so people should notice a difference in us. You see, we should be relying more on the Holy Spirit and less on flesh every day. 
You see, while we're living in the flesh, we get caught up in sin. We get caught up in distractions. But when we live for the Spirit, we start noticing the fruit that we bear. It changes. You see, we're no longer caught up in our sin, but we're now, we now see the fruit of the Spirit that Paul describes in Galatians 5. He says, by contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus has crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. As we continue this journey, we're guided by the Spirit to become more like Him. Again, while we're not saved by our deeds, we're called to be more holy and to do more Christ-like things. So in turn, we will do good deeds, which we're going to talk more about last week. But again, John 3.30 tells us that, hey, there should be more of Christ and less of us. We should become less so he can become greater. So people should see more of Christ in our life every day. We should have less of our desires. We should be living by less of our desires and rely more on the Holy Spirit, become more like our Lord and Savior every day. Again, I've told you the saying that I have for me, to, to, that I remind me every day is I need to see less of Stacey and more of grace in my life every day. And I pray that other folks can see that same thing as I work on. I'm not perfect, and I'm not, I'm not perfect. Man, I'm not perfect. But thank God Jesus Christ is, and Jesus Christ saved me. And I rely on his perfection. And how will this show up in our lives? You see, when we start this process of sanctification, when we, when we are on this journey and we're truly trying to be more and more like Christ, people will see a difference. You see, we're going to be gentle. We're going to have more self-control. We'll our patience will even increase. We'll see more generosity, more faithfulness. We live in joy, love, and peace that lasts for eternity. You see, I can assure you that the people around you will see a difference in your life when you commit to this relationship with Jesus Christ, when you accept his justification and start living your life for him and, and, and to become more like him. People will see a difference in you. You see, and although we make great strides every day, sometimes we back up. And, and, and the thing about it is with the relationship with Jesus Christ, he forgives us. When we repent of our sins, he forgives us. And we don't have to start from the beginning. We start becoming more like Christ every day. Every day. And we can make some great strides every day. But we can't do it unless we're reading his word and we're fellowship with Christians, with other Christians, and we learn from other Christians. And we also, we need to be in his word. Because if we want to know how to be like Christ, let's look at what Christ has said. <coughs> See, as humans, humans, sometimes we experience doubt. Have you ever experienced any doubt? Sometimes we experience doubt. Sometimes we look at ourselves and we think we're really not good enough for God's grace. And if you say this, you know, God's grace is, we don't have to be good enough for it. He loves us anyway. And when that doubt creeps in, it's Satan telling us that we're not good enough. Remember John 10, 10 tells us that a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give him life and give to him more abundantly. You see, that doubt comes from Satan, but the assurance comes from Jesus Christ. You see, we, great, we gain assurance through his sanctifying grace. We great, gain assurance through prayer and study of scripture. We gain assurance from each other, our church family, other Christians. 
Sometimes we may need to feel his pre the presence of Jesus. And I'm convinced the best way to feel the presence of Jesus Christ in our life is to go do something for somebody who can't do anything for you. You see, if you want to know where Christ is, while he's everywhere, he's out ministering to people who need him. Go feed the hungry. Go clothe the people who are cold. That's where you'll see Jesus Christ. That's where we'll feel his presence. By doing things for other people. Again, we're going to expand on this, this theme next week. But I want to ask you a question as I close. Do you have this assurance? Do you have this assurance? If you do, I praise God that you have this assurance through a relationship with Jesus Christ. But if you're not on this journey, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and the Holy Spirit has not come to dwell in you, I pray that you make that decision today. Today's an awesome day to start that journey. That journey of justification, accepting Jesus and relying on His perfection. And then every day, striving to be more like Him every day. You see, if you're hearing this message and you haven't begun this journey, I pray that you do so today. If you've been on this journey a while and you've stepped off, stepped off or, 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 you're, or you're getting frustrated, I just pray that God gives you that peace, that comfort to continue on this journey of sanctification. That again, our sole purpose in life is to help others become more like Christ every day. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for coming to us, Lord. Even before we knew that we needed you, Lord, you you sent your grace for us. Lord, thank you for paying that ultimate price that, that, that only you can do, Lord, that you, you took our sins and you, you, you took them to the cross, Lord, and, and you took them even to the grave, Lord. And again, you rose again, but you left our sins behind, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. I just pray for each person here, and I pray for me, Lord, that we strive to become more and more like you each day. you had an awesome week this week, and I pray that, uh, that uh, we start getting well and we're able to uh, get together again soon. Remember, I love you. God loves us more than we can even imagine. Have a great week.